You ever feel lost, uninspired, alone, or defeated? Well, I'm inviting you to some fellow dreamers for some insight. I believe dreams matter, and you have one, or two, or ten, I don't know. To tackle challenges with love instead of fear is the first step. So let's experience this together as we dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Go with the flow. All right, we are rolling. Hey, Amanda. Hi. It's nice to meet you in person. Nice to see you too. <laughs> We've been emailing for, I don't know, several months now. Yeah. But it's probably only been a couple months. And now we're putting faces to names. <laughs> yes. I got a icebreaker question for you right after the start. You ready? Mm-hmm. So Victoria's Secret televised runway has been canceled. Yes. What does this mean to the modeling world? <laughs> It depends on how you look at it. I would say it's an opportunity for girls to find how they might shine in a new light instead of just being like having one goal, you know, maybe that other goals can be exciting too. Um, maybe that other designers could stand out. Maybe that there's a huge platform for an, for a, someone else to walk in and steal the limelight. You know, you kind of just have to make what you can with what comes next right it's part of the industry yeah i don't i don't know what that would be but um after shooting several test photo shoots with all these young models it's funny that you say that because i was really surprised that, like i don't think the girls really know it yet like i don't think that the girls really well girls get it in their head that like the be-all end-all goal is to be a victoria's secret model which is honestly great it's a wonderful goal those girls have very lucrative and successful careers why wouldn't it be a great goal um but i i don't think that they understand that those select girls are the angels right and those girls are like next 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 level and those are the ones that are in the shows so it's kind of sad um in a sense but i i wasn't really sure because i still think every girl says that that's their dream and their goal i rarely hear them say outside of that it does feel like the top of the league kind of like performance wise on camera global audience um the most attention you could possibly get i feel like i mean even i grew up watching um those runways but that was kind of you know, during a time where it was like Adriana Lima and yeah. um, Miranda. I mean, Marissa. yeah. And now I think it's just different, but that's, that's part of the industry. It's always evolving. And that's why I say maybe they should look at it like an opportunity for a new way to stand out, um, whatever that might be. Um, and who knows, maybe it'll come back again. Never say never. Yeah. Never say never. Um, now, you, I just found this out before you just got here, that you you are a model yourself. I don't know. I can't, it's like kind of a blur. Um, I think somewhere between 11 and 13 years. Uh, That's amazing. I joined the team and it kind of just happened overnight. So I don't know if I've had a lot of time to absorb the shift. I think I still just, I think when you're a model, you're like always a model, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where, when did you get scouted? I mean, I was always told growing up that mostly by older people, um, which, yeah, I mean, you know, I was always, I think I was like, or I think I 
still think I'm pretty awkward. So I don't know if I ever grew out of that phase. Um, but um, it was actually on a film set that I had my first Polaroids taken um, by Mila Jovovich. And she told me that Whoa. I needed to do when pursue things. So wait, which set was this? Resident Evil. I did like some background work on that. My oh. my family works a lot in the film industry in Toronto. Oh. So yeah, so I had like um Is that the one like, her husband shot? Yeah. Okay. Um well, I'm not sure if the first one was the one he might have shot. He them did all. the first one. Um yeah, uh, maybe that's where they ended up getting more Falling serious yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know if they were already dating i, I wouldn't know because i was like uh, 15. let's let's call her on the phone right now <laughs> yeah but i mean that was like a super ex- exciting experience for me um obviously she's one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen probably yeah. still to this day she's gorgeous um yeah so i think i kind of just put it on the back of my mind because um, one of the other things she said to me was that um, that I needed to finish school, mm. that no matter, you know, what you or how much money you can make in this world or things that you can achieve, like you can't really purchase the experience of high school. So she was well, that's like, a good way of wording it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was her advice to me. And did you do then, it? Then. Yeah, I did it. I finished it like with before okay, my take it easy. and then like of course I couldn't not. My parents were like <laughs> you must finish. Yeah, and I, I I think everyone pretty much finishes high school these days in Canada and I don't know, maybe it's because a few of their siblings didn't that they were so strict about finishing at least high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They probably anyways, yeah, of course I finished high school. I was planning on going to university. I actually put it on more of like a back burner because I was playing sports. I was, you know, lifeguarding. I was being a normal teenager. I got, yeah, I did a lot of different stuff. Um, It wasn't until like near like the last few months um, where it was coming down to like choosing what university I was going to that I kind of like freaked out. Um, and then I sent my photos in to my mother agent and I was in New York like less than a month later. Wow. How old were you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to age myself in this interview. It has to stay mysterious. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to assume you were a teenager. Yes. I was definitely a teenager. No, okay. my parents sent me away. Like I pretty much told you how old I was. I have no clue. <laughs> You look like you're 24. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. That's where my mind puts me, too. How old do I look? I don't know. Just, just say 24. 24. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're my new best friend. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> what was that like living in New York? Well, I mean, I thought that that's what I wanted because all I ever wanted was to leave home and leave my small town and, <laughs> you know. By mom and dad. Uh, yeah. And, and the next thing you knew, I, I had no idea, like the scope or the or the world I was getting into I wish I had all the knowledge that I had now I wish yeah I'm sure you do it comes with experience and living yeah but you know like I also now that I've had the privilege of seeing other girls grow up in this industry like kids grow up a lot faster even now than yeah. even and I thought that I had a lot figured out yeah but they are 
Yeah, they are aging pretty fast. But then again, we are in L.A. too, which is also kind of like a very adulting type place. Um, Everybody wants their reality show. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever platform that might be. Yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of my story, um, how I got my toes wet with modeling. And I just um, traveled the whole world in between that um through modeling i placed in a a lot of the different markets um so you're pretty successful i i mean i was working until i started on the team it it was more so like um you know a natural progression or thinking of what can i do in addition to what i've already accomplished you know um i've been blessed to work in all of the countries that i've gone to i've made mistakes too i think that that's part of growing you know not every trip can you know always be like financially rewarding Mm. but um you know i work on heavily in the development side and there's something also to be said about how you develop like emotionally physically mentally like you're turning into who you are as well um so it's kind of cool and yeah i'm from canada so i'm still in la i'm like you know i'm not from here so do you go back Oh, of course. I would never, um, I can't not go back home. I need to stay grounded. I think it's important to know where you came from. Yeah. So you and your parents get along. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? I mean, we sometimes we don't get along, but we, I mean, you love them and you like them. Yeah. I love them very much. Of course. My dad's like texting me his vegan food every day. And, you know, (laughs) my mom isn't like as tech savvy but like she's always there for good advice so that's awesome do you have siblings i do i have a brother and a sister my sister's a makeup artist um in the film industry oh, and no kidding. in canada my brother is actually working in the film industry too right now but he graduated like veterinary science veterinary science yeah yeah he wanted to be an actor but my parents were like Oh. We already have a model. <laughs> so they put the fear of God into their son. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, which which agency did you stick with through your modeling years? Uh, well, you typically stick with your mother agent and then... What was it called? I'm with Chantal Nadeau. She's in Canada. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you how much you know about like management or you Just know your little. mother agent but i know you have a mother first and then you sign up to the bigger agency whatever that might be yeah it goes by so, territory yeah you have uh, various placements around the world or different markets based on your look or the relationship that your mother agent might have um i mean i primarily wound up spending a, like or basing here in la with hollywood um which is now meraki so the last okay. like four to six years I primarily based from here and then I did a lot of Asia China Korea Tokyo and then I would come back here you know have a good life go back there how many agencies did you sign with well (laughs) I I mean I definitely probably have had over 10 plus placements in my career but you ideally you want to have like the experience of a wide spectrum and you want to have a lot of people um, working for you at once and you know you do certain trips to gain certain 
like levels up you know it's not always like a straight line to the top you know maybe you go to greece for editorial maybe you go to china to pad your pocket to get like good movement uh, you know everything is it's all about kind of working towards something um, that's awesome i don't know did maybe you enjoy it all i enjoyed it all because um it was always something different i mean i can't say that it was easy right no um it definitely wasn't easy and there were like a lot of really hard times but it made me fall in love with myself more Um, you know, I've been able to see the whole world on mostly my own dime. (laughs) You know, my parents helped me out a little bit in the beginning. Like you don't always make the best choices or like sometimes you're waiting for your agencies to pay you out. And, you know, every country has a different, you know, system of doing that. And you might invest a lot before you see a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think I've gotten very off tangent. What's my first question? <laughs> Second question. Second question? Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of questions already. Made pretty good time. But. Oh, we're on like five? I don't know. What, what do you think is the biggest high for models? Gosh. For what did me, you love most about it? Uh, honestly, the people that I met through it. Um, but it's hard to say that that's like the biggest high because you obviously still need to make money and make pictures and I think um what I thought was the biggest high for me out of it that was that no day was really the same you know every day had new challenges that were presented to me um I think until it became so e-com heavy um now that the industry has moved like very e-com heavy that's I'm I'm very much so into like the creative side yeah magazines editorials like I really, that gets me going. Um, But that doesn't always pay the bills. So that's the cool thing about modeling is that it's this, you know, maybe one day you're doing runway, maybe another day. I'm lucky that I was multifaceted enough to do so. And I was able to set various different career, career goals throughout my career because I don't think you should just have one. I think it's like an evolving set of certain goals that you mm-hmm. can't lose sight of which is also really hard and i can't say that i always had sight of that because you're human too yeah um but that's something that we focus a lot on with meraki that i like i like to see um the the other team members take the time to really ask the girls um you know what are their goals what are their goals in life what are like six month goal that we take the time to really kind of sit down and and get the girls really involved in that instead of just thinking about now 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 um do they have goals do they have goals yeah i mean all the girls are so different uh, and the boys um right like uh and that i would say has been um my biggest uh learning curb in all of this because everything else seemed like supernatural um but learning that every model is so different and what their goals are and how they work towards those goals is so different right yeah i would hope so because um i've met a lot of young models who don't really have goals um i think that we're a pretty inspiring team um we really try to invigorate that stuff in the girls through getting them involved in 
creatives and you know asking them to contribute and bringing them in I'm not sure It it depends and we kind of look for models that are like that but every agency looks for different things just in this city Los Angeles there's there are dozens of modeling agencies right and if you I think dozens would probably be an understatement okay one of my girlfriends told me like a year ago that her agency sat her down and said that there were like over 68 agencies in LA something like ridiculous so it's a ridiculous amount (laughs) (laughs) which was what I was gonna originally gonna say (laughs) it's a ridiculous amount of agencies all over the stupid city and if you kind of kind of glance through all the websites and all that stuff the models kind of from a blind eye kind of look the same right I mean just work with me on this so it's really hard for what which agency sticks out for whatever reason and so on and so on so how would you differentiate these agencies when sometimes most of the time these boys and girls kind of look the same i would hope that in the top like 10 to 20 agencies that that there is a certain brand image that's aware like i i hope that from the outside that that would be but yeah i guess when there's like so many pretty people mm-hmm. then it then it's like how do you stand out or how do you look different right and how do you ch- choose at what level that is um i would say do your research like what kind of brands do you want to be working with like what kind of photographers like do you want to be working with do like real due diligence you know looking at you know so you're saying like certain agencies are really um, well, specializing. It's, it's more than an Im- image, right? Like, what kind of model do you want to be? Like, now you're. It's hard for me to say because, like, I hope that we have a certain image because we've been trying to curate that, right? Like, we sure we've. And, and I'm not sure the other. I know for a fact that, like, you know, Vision is trying to create this. Photogenics is trying to create that. Like, maybe Will Will and Lions is doing this, but then maybe like the other 68. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure, you know, like I'm not maybe brands doing that. And I I feel like when I look at those boards, I I can kind of see like a certain something, a vibe or like a feeling. Yeah. Um, The way that you're posing the question is kind of saying that to the outside viewer that it kind of all looks the same, right? Yeah, I'm trying to like put... I'm trying to ask in a way from someone who's looking at it objectively, someone who's kind of like, not like you and me, who's kind of experienced, but you're very experienced. But because they could easily ask, like, which one do I go for? Because, well, like, you should, which one do do I want to be with? You should do your research. You should, if you are really involved or want to be involved in modeling, like, look at who are you know, the most lucrative models over time. Look at what yeah. types of agencies they went with. You know, maybe ask someone or, you know, get a feel for things. Like, you know, set a goal. Like, I want to work with this brand. Well, who's shooting with this brand? And what? how are these, you know, what agencies are these girls with? You know, like kind of getting a feel for seeing, like, who's actually maybe working and, how they're getting there and taking the time to meet with like a series of different teams because um, when you get there, you really understand what that team's um, drive is, what their backbone is, what their mission is. Like 
our mission is going to be different than one of those other agencies that I named. Gotcha. What does it take to be a model? Mm, The most obvious being that you're photogenic or that you have a passion for making art or being in front of the camera. You know, maybe that you have a passion for the fashion industry, things like that. But I think that it has to be something like kind of that comes from within side of you Mm -hmm. that makes you a great model. And winning the genetic lottery. Maybe if you said that to me like 10 or 15 years ago, I would have been like definitely. But mm-hmm. I think now uh, the lines of that have, have just become so blurred and open-minded. And like I said before, um, it's what makes it in- the industry interesting. Like in the time that I've been in it, it's evolved and changed so many times. And maybe during this time, you know, people are looking for something a little bit more relatable, but maybe in like two years from now, the looks will be even more unusual. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? When I first. Alien? Yeah. Well, when I first started modeling, the girls did look like aliens. Like, sure. literally, I was being told I was too cute and too sweet and too pretty, too pretty. And I was like, is that really like an insult like is that i was like but but really i was getting turned down a lot because i was being told i was like too cute and i was get i was like so mad you know (laughs) and now i feel like the industry's evolved so much that i've become this like crazy editorial model and now you know it's just it's just how it goes in waves and i think it's exciting to see where it will go next now let's talk about like these uh untold truths about actually being a working model because i don't think people know do you think the general public thinks it's a glamorous title to have a Uh, glamorous life i feel like probably yes um the easy answer would be that they probably think it's glamorous but there is a lot more awareness now i think because of social media and models having the platform to speak out um and I think maybe you can relate to it, too, because there's a lot of loneliness involved. There's a lot of, like, spending your own money, people, lots of people telling you, directing you, instructing you, go do this to your hair, go over here, go there, all this stuff. Well, Did you experience that? Uh, you always have a choice. Uh, I'm never experienced it to that extent like i spent money to make money that that's the way that i saw it um you know there was like maybe one or two times where like you know one of my agencies put like a ridiculous like hair product on my statement and it was supposed to be like a present um and moving from forward from that i just put on every single contract i ever had must be notified of any expense over a hundred dollars Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then you, you you just kind of learn from things like that. But uh, I think it depends on what agency you're with. And I think it depends on, you know, being smart about respecting yourself, too. And And also, like, you have to remember, like, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to get places. Like, I lived off of the allowance that the other girls lived off of, like, I was given $50 when my Metro card costs like 
or no, it was like $60. I was living in New York off of like a $60, $70 allowance. And my Metro card cost like 50 of that. And I lived off of that and I made it work. So, and you lived with multiple roommates. And I lived with multiple roommates in multiple countries. So it's it's hard for me to hear girls like try and act like that's like, you know, not part of growing up. You know, people are giving you money. They're investing in you. They're bringing you to other countries. Like, you know, a lot of the girls that we have, like they'll, if, if, they'll do the extra mile they'll try to do runway waiters they'll try to like pick up extra things like if they're having a hard week you know they'll try to find ways to invest in themselves you know and then finally when they're working five days a week it it seems like it's a joke later right but it kind of takes a little bit of grit to get there Mm -hmm. if they know what that is because i I met those models and i met the opposite of that so it's kind of like I, I, it's it's not easy. Like hard work takes hard work. Um, jobs take work. Yeah. I think people don't have the same work ethic as maybe that they used to. Yeah. Especially um, if you grew up rich. I think uh, I, I think it's hard to uh, generalize every every model because they all come from such different facets, right? Um, oh yeah. But I have noticed with like some of um models that might have like it but it's then again like they're they're all such different people um but sometimes when they do have like um more of like an affluent background they just might not care so much to do certain things Mm -hmm. um they just want to be there the in-between of that is there isn't as much understanding yeah the shortcut (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the shortcut. Would you call call it that? Yeah, I guess so. I think like when you're when maybe you feel like you're in that like t- upper echelon or maybe you've been exposed to certain things that sometimes maybe you feel like you might start at a certain place and not want to entertain certain experiences. But I also think that there's probably a lot of great girls from rich and affluent families who appreciate every opportunity too. Sure. Um, it's so hard to say, like I said, that was my biggest challenge in doing this job is, is you really can't generalize any of them. Like they're all, they have different parents and they're from different cities. Like we're scouting all over the world all the time Mm -hmm. looking for like the right fit. So it's really hard to say. Yeah, I agree because, um, of all the models that I've shot, um, God, that sounds so arrogant. Like most of them um, come from like completely different backgrounds, and it kind of plays out like a movie because of their childhood and their current situation with their parents, and uh, you know, and they're all most of them are out of state too. So, and in a way, they're kind of like living in a bubble here because it's um, they're living on their own. They're quite young. They don't have any uh, any other kind of income. Um, they have to use their own money for Uber just to go to castings and all these test photo shoots. So it's for those of you listening. I mean, it's it's quite a grind when you first start out, right? Oh, and it's, it's not easy. You're gonna and be broke for most of the time. There's no perfect recipe, you know. There's yeah. there's um, you know, but, but we like to recommend continual like 
development and continual shooting and continual practice and because there is a lot of opportunity to make money here and if you but it's also very competitive too yeah so you have to practice your craft and you have to be able to perform like i came here after i had walked you know many seasons of runways i've been in many different markets i had you know and i was like it's hard being a new face model in a market like this when you're competing against girls that have like v- like years of experience in yeah. in competing in like very competitive markets like lots of girls are coming from new york there's lots of like image models hanging out here in la the lifestyle's great you know it, it's very competitive yeah. And now more so than ever, like a lot of those models have become more accessible to the clients. So you have to be there, be ready at the right time in the right place. You yeah. Know. It's like an actor. You you always have to be, you have to be ready to go. Yeah. I mean, you might get the call and be like, you need to shoot tomorrow morning. You need to, you might even have to shoot tonight. Yeah. Just don't eat that spaghetti right now. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, it's horrible. I think I got really lucky though. I think one time one of my like the way that my agency put it was like, well, you, you know, you could be a thirty-five, but you could be a thirty-four, and I was like, that's not passive aggressive <laughs> at all, you know. And I like because they basically they the way they spin it is like, well, you know, you might have this much opportunity, but you could have every opportunity if you're if you're 34 <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm not in you know that's that's the reason why i'm not in new york like i'm in la i like the flexibility of this market mm. you know um every oh. market has a different rhythm and a different expectation la is like a lot more open-minded you know you can get tans you can be fit like you can have freckles you can have oh yeah girls have tattoos you can be five seven you know like it's really like a really inspirational place california so yeah uh can you briefly talk about the differences between the east coast west coast modeling world i mean new york has its own rhythm it's uh, always been considered the center point of fashion that's where the shows start that's where Everyone watches the models first take off on the runway. Um, you know, this is where the world sends their best talent, you know, to be seen in those moments. It's just part of, like, the whole system of the machine. Seems to me they're more, definitely more extraterrestrial-like. If you're talking misconceptions, I think the biggest misconception is that models, you know, are face value pretty. They're They're stunning when a camera hits their face and it blows up and they look like an angel descended on this earth like that's a real model a model has angles to her face she there's something like a chemical reaction that happens between the camera and this girl's face you know like if we're talking about that style but now there's so many different types of models and different types of clients and you know some girls they don't like they photograph like they look in life um you know that's a different type of model um, maybe she'll be used for more presentations. Maybe she's someone that, you know, it, it's just, it, there's so many different styles now. I think it's kind of interesting. Now, social media has been like a tremendous influence on everybody. How is this like affecting like models and the business itself? 
Uh, I think it's probably affected it in a couple of different ways. Now it's given a lot of girls a new way of um, promoting themselves. Obviously, now there's girls that just work off of doing Instagram ads and, you know, can be really lucrative for them to have certain followings. Um, I mean, on smaller scales, it's allowed people to see that the models are more than just um, a pretty face. Maybe that they, they're volunteering. Maybe that they like to read books. Maybe, you know, it depends. I haven't seen those. It depends on how you use it. Like, I, yeah. I we like to tell the girls, because we're not, like, a, we're not a social media-based agency. Like, obviously, it can help, but we turn down models that have huge followings, too. Like, they... Oh. We're not just, like, can you can talk have, about that? Which part? Like, why you would turn down someone with a huge following? Because we're looking for, um, you know, all of us are have to be 100%. All of us have our foot in the door with certain types of clients. And all of us, um, you know, that's part of what we talked about um, as being the Meraki way is that you're going to have like a full team that supports you in all avenues and that we believe that you can do everything. So if a girl just has a strong social media following and she's like a really shitty person to deal with you know like and she doesn't get booked again and like you know three members of the team can't see her doing like a lot of different things ultimately it's just not good for everyone or the girl like when we make decisions like that it's nothing personal it's like maybe this girl will be better suited with a different team like we won't just sign someone because they're just pretty yeah course we're looking for like longevity and like a long-term plan when you're um, scouting a model and you get them signed what what usually happens after that like as far as like training orientation uh it depends on what i see when i um am engaging with the model um how do i see that they move how do i see that they respond to the client base Um, What's the feedback that I get from photographers? Mm. I can just see it. When I get the photos back, I look at all the models' photos. I do all of their books. I've looked at thousands of images. Like, you can see it in the model. Like, it comes out of them. Yeah, something strong. As they grow, like, they find themselves, you know? Um, And you just know when they're ready to do certain things. Yeah. Um, How many models are you managing right now? Uh, we like to keep it under, I think it's under 60 in town, and that's including men, and that's also including the ones that live here. Wow. Do you think that's a lot? I think that's... That's a lot. I think that, that that's pretty boutique compared to the other agencies. That's a lot of emailing. Well, we have we have like three models apartments, and four, eight, 12. So 12 girls in town at a time are from out of, like that are international here on certain placements. And then some have been here, they've worked the market and now they've evolved. Like they have their regular clients, they're, they're, you know, setting a base. So it's different. It's part of the natural progression. If the girls are doing well, they'll, they'll naturally want to start to be here more. Right. And then how long is the contract when you sign someone? Typically three years. Okay. So if they're from, like, I'm trying to, like, understand the logistics because most of the test shoots I've done, these girls were from out of state. And they would come here, live here, 
for a few months and then go on a bunch of test shoots. So how does it work when it comes to booking a model, a paid job? Do the brands like Nike like contact you guys out of the blue or well, do you go pitch around the models to different We do. Brands? We advertise on like many different platforms like you know, we create smaller packages. We we plan, you know, certain ways as to when the girls are arriving. We know the patterns of when people are shooting. We know which seasons are, you know, all of us know when our clients are expecting certain things. We send out personal emails. We have, we had a party last year. We try to, you know, we try to be more involved we take the clients out for lunches like i it's tough it's a tough question to understand because we're we try to be involved on a few different angles and yeah when we do sign a girl like we already pretty much know what clients we want them or that we know that they'll work with or that we hope that they'll work with you know yeah um and it's just about forming them so that we can um you know make it the most lucrative for them based on what their career goals are so it's a sales pitch pretty How much do, yeah i mean some some clients reach out they know what they're looking for um some clients you know you know you, you just have to you just have to understand the needs of uh the model and the client because um i mean that's what our motto is too like we're not just facilitating the needs of the model we're we're servicing the clients too so it's about understanding what they're looking for as mm-hmm. well do you train these models like how to like pose and emotes i train them yeah you do so it's, there's like a I little train boot camp them. involved i mean there's my own boot camp i'm not sure if they like me or not but i maybe someday they'll understand <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing that lasts for a few days what do you mean like, no it lasts forever development never ends Never. Never. All of okay. my girls are developing always. And like, what does it take to get to the main board? Uh, it depends. Like, uh, it, no, no more depends. <laughs> There's got to be a rock solid answer. Uh, there is no rock solid answer for the questions that you're asking because there's you just know. Like, is the girl getting certain bookings? It, you also, it also has to be super strategic. You don't just move a girl off of main board. I, that's like one thing that girls and people seem to think like it's not a great thing. You want to be a new face for as long as you can draw it out. Cause that's the place where like clients and like the big brands like Kelvin Klein and those casting directors, that's where they're looking. They don't want someone else that's already been main board and sucked dry and is a machine poser, you know? You want to stay fresh, like grass, unseen meat, until you've gotten to that perfect point. Gotcha. Well said. In the meantime, I'm working like diligently on preparing those girls for that like moment. You know, because when you're a new face model, like you're just getting ready for your for your moment. Your breakthrough. Yeah. Okay. And like you can look at all those tests, like they're negative things, but like. What happens if you were called tomorrow and you haven't been in front of the camera in like seven months, you know? Yeah, it's too long. This whole Me Too movement has been spreading really, really tremendously. And in the news recently, there were a couple of photographers who just kind of lost their minds. And um, if we can like kind of touch on like 
because you send every agency sends out models pretty much alone to like a photographer who's a stranger to an unknown location right how are they trained to protect themselves from you know possible harassment well they're supposed to know that there's um a support system that we offer them i'm supposed to do my due diligence like i try really hard to vet the photographers that i bring in um you know i feel like i don't just send them away blindly but i'm talking to you but I don't know. I feel like you have to have a certain sense of who you're working with. You know, it's a small industry too. I mean, um, we can typically. use me. We can use me as an example. Like, I'm a total stranger. What do you do? Well, I ask series of questions. Um, you know, and depending on what I see through those responses, what do I see that this person's work is looking like? Do they have a series of different websites to support that? Are they working with certain teams? Is there going to be more than one person on set? You know, um, there's are are they creating a plan? Do they have a substantial plan? Like there's certain things that you can see in patterns and people when they're just not a legit person. Mm -hmm. So you fish those out. In the two years that I or year and a half or how long it's been, I've had only one experience like one. What happened? One out of town photographer um apparently tried to kiss one of my girls at the end of a shoot like thought got the wrong idea and like like thought that they had like something super special and like (laughs) i think he was really embarrassed but she handled herself well and like i talked her through it and i was like really astounded and you know was she a teenager yeah she was nine like 19 yeah and this was here yeah but i mean also like the photographers are young and like I don't I know I shouldn't excuse that behavior because it's also like unprofessional as hell to do that to someone when you're in a work environment sure um but yeah I I think I've done a pretty good job of vetting it I learned from that experience too um for sure what happened to you nothing happened to me it was just like a good like nudge to like make sure that especially because I had been entertaining, you know, a few more photographers at the time that maybe I wouldn't have, because there's a pressure on me to perform in a certain way to get the girls work ready. You know, if they're not booking and they're not, like, that's the reason why the girls are having to test more, right? Like, I think sometimes, like, uh, girls feel victimized by the plan that the agency has for them, but it's always the plan is, is to make money. Um, you know, if you're not working, then that means that the client sees something in you and and you need to work on it. Um, how do you do that? You get in front of the camera. Um, as much as you can. Yeah. When you were modeling yourself, how did you handle like, you know, the physical, emotional sides of it in that lifestyle? Not always well, the best I could. Um, were you anxious all the time? I mean, I think I already have anxiety anyway, so... But I like, I mean, yeah, I'm an anxious person and I had anxiety attacks like throughout my career. I might be socially anxious. I have no idea, but I made it work. You know, it was a challenging thing, but I don't know. It it was maybe it was also part of growing up and it's also 
you know, I'm really hard on myself. And when anything came up, I really looked on myself on how to, how to improve. Like if things weren't happening maybe one day, or if I wasn't doing something like I pressed the same mentality I have on the girls on myself, you know, what could I be doing more? You know, can I be at the gym? Can I be, you know, eating better? Could I be working on my Instagram with my girlfriends? I didn't always like apply all of it. I should have, you know, it's hard to be a superhero all the time. Um, I definitely had downtimes, you know, um, and I had certain support systems, whether it was like the new friends I made in the countries I was in or honestly, the other models, it can be slightly dysfunctional advice, but it can also be like slightly comforting, like to be around others that like, you know, feel the same way that you do and that are away from their families too. And you know, it, you feel like you can't talk to other people about a lot of this stuff because it doesn't sound, it sounds super egotistical to talk about a lot of model problems to not model people, you know? It can, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it can, sometimes there's like a safe space in, in that. Um, yeah, because a stranger might come up to you and be like, oh, you're so pretty, what do you, what do, you do? Oh, I'm a model. It's like, oh... I struggled with that too, even that statement there. Like for many years, I was like, I went through phases where I was like, even not sure if I wanted to tell people or like I went through a phase here in LA where I was like, well, I'm just a model here. Like everyone's a model here. <laughs> you know, like what the hell? Is that it? Like what uh, else do I think? Everyone thinks they're a model, sure. Yeah, but you know. If they have Instagram, they think they're a model. But it's, it's you know, it really polluted the market. Like, I have to say, like, it it really worked for some some people. And, you know, now that there's just so many options out there, like, maybe some girls that are maybe real models aren't able to support themselves the same way that they did before. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, try to not just make your life about modeling. Um, it's hard not to. That's the advice my parents always tried to give me. I didn't listen very well. That's good advice, actually. Um, that's the advice I try to give the models now because now what we're looking for, like, literally, like, you have to have so many skills because that's how you set. That's how you set yourself apart now. Like, it's not just about being pretty or having the Instagram or. It's about long-term know. goals to no, sustain. No, it's your like, life. do you know jujitsu? Do you know how to speak Chinese? Heck? Like, it's getting like you need to be like locked and loaded. You like know, an are actor. you an artist? Do you run in your own food truck? Are you juicing? It's like. I don't you juice, can't no. you can't just be a personal trainer model now or a DJ model now. Like you have to be. It's too many. <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Uh, no, I'm just saying. Like that's the advice that I give now because not even those things are just. Like now you have to be so multifaceted. Does depression come up a lot? I think so. I mean, I definitely struggled with depression. But I think that that's just something that is really like a societal thing now. Do you feel like it's getting worse these days? I don't know. Probably because of all of the social media and stuff. Like, it, it's it, it. People should be living their lives. You know. Right. I think it's. Just, I don't think it's ultimately not very healthy. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I am not perfect with that stuff either. You know. It's hard not to when it's there. Yeah. Everybody likes a little attention, but uh, I how mean, much is enough, you know? 
the way I look at it now that I'm an agent is is that it's free advertising. So if the girls aren't doing it, I think they should be. And I think that they should also be using it in a way that's like um, authentic to themselves. Just don't be obsessed about it. I think it's just goes down to not looking at what other people are doing and just staying focused on um, what you who you are and what your career or accomplishments are. Because so many things are wins that people, I don't think that they think are wins now. Like everyone's yeah. always on to the next thing and the next thing. And I think sometimes you don't appreciate, like a modeling career is kind of like going to like the Olympics every four years or something, except on a different scale, right? Like you yeah. have these like really cool career accolades or I don't know, accomplishment that kind of come up and it's like, and it just adds to this really interesting story. It does. What about you? Where do you want to go from here? Well, I just started on my agent adventure, so we'll see where it takes me. It's a new learning curve for me. Um, I'm excited to uh, help the girls accomplish so many things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to be passionate about what you do. And, you know, I can't model for until I'm 100. Maybe I can. We'll see. Well, do you want to run your own studio? I mean, you've got a ton of experience. You got a mo. You got lots of different connections all over the world. Right now, I feel like there's a lot that I'm learning and valuing through working with them and learning. There's so much that I still need to learn in certain regards that I thought I knew before as well. Um, and that's been like ex- what? And it, and also, you can't just be like, "Oh, I know all these things. I'm going to run a studio." It's it's not like that. Like you need to grease and build certain relationships so that there's a trust. Like you have to have the relationships to back the promise that you're giving to your clients. Like Ari Gold. Is that what he said? No, but that's what he did. Yeah, aggressively. I guess so. Yeah. Like one of my friend's dads sat me down once, which I thought was really cool. He's like a math teacher and he was like an athlete and like her whole family's athletes. I never really thought he like understood what I did, you know. He sat me down one time and he was like, you know what? I have so much respect. Like like you have to be in peak Olympic condition 365 days a year. There is no job, no job. Even Olympians don't have to be that perfect all the time, you know? I also can't testify to other agencies, right? Because I know what we promise, and we promise honesty and transparency and being able to contribute to your... Not every agency promises that. And you need to do your research. You need to see a few different people. You need to be smart about the decision. You can't just be like, yeah, okay, like, sure, I'll do... Like, you need to be smart and responsible because you're an adult and you're making adult decisions for your career. And if you want to make that decision to be a model, you have to consider that you're also going to be treated like an adult. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, I did my best to talk to you like an adult. <laughs> well, Amanda, um, it was uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for sharing your hour of your time with us. No problem. I know. Don't look at the clock too much. I didn't It'll know just what, go by faster. I didn't know what time I started, honestly. I was so concentrated on my passionate answers. I hope we can continue collaborating with uh, more photo shoots. I'm excited to see what comes next. Cool. Thanks. Bye.